Stop it. Stop what? You're talking about me and Morse code. But you know what? Joke's on you, because I know Morse code. A man got to have a code. Oh, and the underlying rights to the code in perpetuity throughout the universe. Sign there. Hey, it's Tony Maz of 98.5 The Sports Hub, and you are listening to the Morse Code Podcast. say like before the proceedings get started does anyone have any objections yeah yeah any objections is that i don't know i noticed you started recording too so i guess we're we're into it at this point but yeah are there any objections not on my not on my part okay uh i was almost thinking more of like snl like we got a great show for you tonight so and so is here (laughs) Like whoever, like like the musical artist is live from <laughs> Saturday night. Uh, it's Thursday night. We're not live, and uh, it's episode one hundred four of the Morse Code podcast. But ironically, Keenan Thompson is part of this show, and Tim Meadows. I genuinely I think, don't know what you mean. I think I think you have your wires crossed. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Neither one of those those. People who are clearly too famous to come on our show are coming on our show tonight. All right. Well, I guess uh, this is a wait and see type thing, right? Mm, you can wait, but you're not going to see much. <laughs> <laughs> you can wait all you want. Uh, episode 104. It, it It is just us. So as I always say, there's a great point to just stop listening if 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 you were interested in hearing a, another person which most people are. In fact, most people are interested in only hearing the other person. Yes. Uh, that's, I don't dive too deep into the analytics, but that is the one stat that jumps out to me. We get a lot of hard mutes whenever our like volume ticker increases. Oh yeah. So, I don't necessarily blame them. No. And I don't like being a stats nerd or like an analytics guy, but kind of is what it is. You're not doing your job if you're not watching the tape. Yeah. Yeah, but, you gotta go uh, back and study, and and can't be paying attention just to the praise. You gotta right. you gotta look at the critique. Oh, we don't get any of that. Whew. Boy, we don't get any of that. Uh, I don't even know what praise sounds like? Couldn't tell you. Speaking of going back and watching the tape, if you do follow us on uh, like Twitter or Instagram or any of those those apps, if you're into that kind of thing. I was I was going back to we call it the old show here, uh, the best podcast that you and I are both a part of. I couldn't find it on Spotify or YouTube. I don't think it was on YouTube. Uh, I did. It is still on the Apple Store, the the podcast app. I assume Apple refuses to remove it. I don't think they can afford to remove it. Yeah, personally, suicide. They remove that all six episodes of it. But uh, I don't know if you if. I don't know if you've have, have you seen this? Have you seen this one um, on the old best podcast? I was just I was just cycling through it. And I do remember I, I don't know if you do, but I do remember recording this one with with Shawnee O and, and you when we were talking about because what I didn't include in the clip was the was the context of the clip. But at the time, 
the news story was that the movie Cruel Intentions was coming out with like a Broadway play version of it or something like that. So I had posed the question. I think I actually had posed it like what movie, basically like what movie is good enough to get you to go see it as a Broadway play or like a musical? Because neither of us are big, big Broadway guys. I know, I know friend of the program, Justin, Justin Lang, as we talked about previously, big opera guy. I don't know you are too. I'm not talking like the big opera, just like Broadway musical, whatever, a live performance of, of movies you would go see. And that was a fun, that was a fun conversation looking back at it. I think you threw out the Fast and the Furious, which I can only imagine is better live um, than that studio greed screen. Ugh. Just trash that they throw at us and charge us $15 to go see in the theater. Yeah, just pitiful. CGI, just capitalism at its worst. No, thank you. No, thanks. Um, No, no, I'm sorry. I just got a pit in my stomach thinking about it. Yeah, I'm disgusted even at this topic. I'm honestly ready to cut. No, let's let's move on. Let's just let's fight through it. Um, I think Space Jam was mentioned. I think a few others, but the best part is somehow we have people who follow and listen to us. I opened it up and there were some good ones. Uh, someone said Star Wars. You said Fast and the Furious. Uh, I was thinking Departed. I think that'd be a fun one to see on Broadway. Great dialect. <laughs> Great dialogue. Uh, Titanic would be a good one, depending on you know what kind of technology they have to shoot it and whatnot. And then... Uh, what else? Oh, here, here it is. What we've heard from some followers. Borat. Borat would be great live. I would just like to watch oh, Dasha Barrett Cohen as Borat, like talk live. Yeah. Like, I think he'd have a great like tonight show. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I, I feel like he would, he would definitely involve the crowd. Yes. Yes. It would be interactive. Yeah. Uh, to say the least. And I would, I would love to interact with that. I'm gonna have to let my dog out in a second, but we can we can continue here. What else was I gonna say? Oh, the Warriors was brought up. Um, I assumed he meant like a documentary on like the Golden State Warriors, but I think he meant like that '80s movie, The Warriors, about like mm. gangs. And I know you're you're not big on gang violence. I am, but uh, I think it would be a good Broadway play. Knowing nothing about the film outside of I think it stars Steph Curry. Or maybe Del Curry, because it was back in the eighties. Who yeah. played for the Hornets? <laughs> I was gonna say I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing Draymond on Broadway. I think if anyone's a good actor, it would be him. Ooh, that sounds like a shot. Mm. Looking at you. I would Dre. see I would say Draymond in like a one man show, like a vagina monologues type of uh performance. Draymond as the guy um as Playing Jason Segel's character from <laughs> Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm. Playing the piano Play with like a vampire shit. opera. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like that movie? I love that movie. It's okay. I hate You Jason don't like Jason. Siegel. Yeah, you don't like Jason Siegel, right? <laughs> no. Um, he and I just do not get along or see eye to eye. Mainly because yeah. he's much taller. I hate to do this. I might have to step away for a minute to get Elliot Bone or something. Do sure. you have like an ad read or, or a station identification or anything you can do for a minute? Yeah, I'm sure I could come up with something. Okay, okay, I'm gonna pass it over to you, but I do want to continue this in one to two minutes. Okay. If you're listening, this is a, a great time to throw your phone out the window, but I'll be right oh, back. Yes. Yeah, I, I would definitely reach out to your cell phone carrier. 
uh, if you have any issues with what goes on here. Hmm. Been a while since I've been on the mic solo. So we'll see what I can do. Uh, as far as Broadway plays and musicals that I'd like to see live. The other one that I said was Transformers. I think you got to say that that would be interesting um, to see how they would come up with the technology, not even technology, but what would they do? How would a, how would a person turn into a car? I'd like to see how that could be done live. I think it could be done. Um, I got a lot of faith in the thespian community and uh, a lot of close friends in said community. So I think it could be done. Um, I just don't know how that would that would take place. So I'd like to see that. Um, if anyone's seen the remake, the recent remake, 2020's uh, Invisible Man, I think that would be one hell of a thing to see live. Um, I don't know how you convey someone being invisible while also, well, you need them to be visible, but they also need to be invisible. So I don't know how that would work. There, although there are points in the movie where, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, um, he becomes visible because he's wearing a suit. So I guess those parts would be easy. But I guess like one of the one of the best scenes in the movie is when he gets revealed. Um, the protagonist uh, to figure out like where he is when she's fighting him. She takes a bucket of paint, throws it on him. And that's what like gets him wet. And that's how you can see like the shape of his body. So invisible man. <laughs> Dan is back. Uh, I came back at that's how you can see the shape of his body. Yeah. So I just so, leave yeah. it there. All right, sounds good. Um, sorry about that. Had to step away for a second. Uh where were we? The Broadway discussion. I don't know how far into this you want to go, but I I I thought it was interesting. You know, if I, um, I'm really in no rush to get back into the Broadway scene, but there's a few things I would go. I just thought of something, but then realized how stupid it was. I was going to say, I would love to go see wrestling on Broadway, but I then realized that wrestling is already pretty much live action, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So I guess I would just like to go to wrestling. Yeah. I'd like to go to wrestling again. It doesn't have to be on Broadway. It'd yeah. On so any, you just want to go to the TD anyway. garden. And see Monday like, Night Raw. I'd like to go see Monday <laughs> Raw at uh, at the Garden. Yep. Monday Night Rodway. <laughs> Dennis Dennis Rodway. <laughs> Rodway is more. Were there any others that you mentioned, or was that what you were talking about while I was gone? Yeah, I was talking about the Invisible Man and Transformers. Oh, Transformers would be dope. Um, Invisible Man, I haven't seen the one with Kevin Bacon. I think it's a, a new similar one? title movie, but it's different. Oh. Okay. Haven't seen it. I haven't seen a real good movie in a while. I can't remember the last time I saw a movie I thought it was good. Oh, wow. Yeah, hot take, but I'm really struggling to think off the top of my head. Do you like the Conjuring movies? Just a real quick aside. Oh, yeah. Okay. Really good. Very scary. I Terrifying. News. There's a third one coming, which I didn't know. I, I heard that rumor. It's actually ha- like Conjuring 3 or like a spinoff. Yeah, Conjuring oh, 3. Yeah. I saw the previews today, and it looks sick. Oh, I'm in for that. Yep. Where and when does it take place? Mm, early 1980s. Live? Not live. 
early 1980s. Yeah. Love that. Big fan. Underrated, very scary time. Like going from like the 70s to the 80s. Yeah. Always felt that way. I, I assume that everyone in the 70s and 80s that like lived during that point was just were haunted in a real life horror movie. Yeah. No, seriously. Like uh, I do love the Conjuring movies. I'm trying to think the first one starring uh, Gary Tangway took place like 70s, <laughs> 60s, yeah. 70s. Yep. Okay. And then the second one was before that, or maybe it was after, but it was in London. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. They're, Another they're good like one. Close enough in time. Yeah, going into the 80s will be dope. Very good. Because um, I always thought, did you like the Paranormal Activity movies, that series? Yeah, I thought those were pretty good. Me too. I enjoyed them a lot. I know they got some flack for being stupid, I guess. Joe Flacco. Um, yeah. But I thought they were exactly what they should have been. Like they were a collection of, and that was really, I think the first of its kind, like a legit from beginning to end collection of like security cam type, like first person perspective type, like movies, unless you can't like Blair Witch. But I thought, I thought Paranormal Activity was good. And I think it was the third one that was my favorite that took place in like the eighties with like the home, like VHS, like recorder type of footage. That shit's yep. terrifying. Anything mm-hmm. from that era, I find very scary. Like pre, right before you start to really get into like some advanced stuff like that in the nineties, pre crack. So like early eighties, but late past like the disco era of the seventies mm-hmm. is scary. Yeah. So yeah, yeah those, I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, horror movies were definitely bookended by crack and disco. <laughs> Dancing, dancing and crack on one end or the other. Your choice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I don't know if they're advertising with us, but go check out Conjuring 3 coming to a theater near you or probably HBO Max or uh, some other streaming platform. When is it coming out? Uh, I just said coming soon. And you are Mm. correct. Theaters and HBO Max. It is an HBO Max flick. Gotcha. Could be. I think. Yeah, could be soon. Yeah. It could be fucking next year. Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? HBO, HBO Max is cool. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna slander them on a public platform. No, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Sure is. Um, let's get back. To, speaking of things that are are a lot of good stuff, let's get back to our show. So we talked about the Broadway. Uh, talked about some people reaching out to us. I don't. I want to make sure I didn't miss anyone. A uh, good friend of the program, TKA, throughout Pulp Fiction, which would be cool. I assume you haven't seen that movie. It's a mainstream, cool movie. Lots of people have seen. I've seen it in parts. I just didn't like the cover of the movie because all like orange and shit. Oh, boy. You need a lesson on not to judge a book by its cover <laughs> in more ways than one. It's one of your tragic flaws. And then uh, he su- suggested the film Showgirls, which is about uh, strippers, which you know apparently a lot about, more than I do. I talk about it on this program every other week. Um, every time I happen to take a day off, you talk to someone about strip clubs, uh, which, would, which would be cool, but I feel like that's probably just a strip club. Yeah, he just wants to see naked girls. He just wants to go to a strip club. <laughs> yeah. So that can be arranged. We can arrange that if you you really need to. More than happy to help. Um, You can use those Morse code bucks that we printed up over the weekend. Yeah. And let them fly. 
The Dan dollars. Dan <laughs> dancing for Dan dollars at the local uh, nudie bar. But uh, what do we transition here? It's been a been an interesting week. I don't know what the hell my dog's doing. Slapping her face against something. <laughs> we got in the old show notes. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you about. Couple, couple things on the docket. Sure. Uh, I feel like there were two pretty big stories this week that I just, I just didn't figure out at all. I didn't get enough information from the tweets I read to understand the story. And I didn't dedicate enough time to look into it. I know we talked about one of them. So if that's the one you want to talk about, that's fine. But uh, it's the Lakers catfish story, which I know nothing about. And like the soccer, like uh, super league story. I know nothing about that. Uh, yeah, I have, I have no knowledge of that second one. <laughs> it sounds cool. I just, I just haven't learned about it yet. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll put that one on the back burner. Um, catch me up to speed with the Lakers catfish story. So I'm looking at the story again right now. Basically, <clears throat> there's a girl in... I, I just want to, before you get too into it, I assume this is like catfish is in like the internet, uh, internet catfish not the aquatic feline well well unless yeah, there's two should stories. explain that go ahead i well i feel like people might not understand what catfishing means i don't know the origin show. of the name i, I don't know either what catfishing is i don't know how it relates to an actual catfish yeah so catfishing is just pretending to be someone else online that's all sure. it is and it exactly. and it kind of like caught storm because people would do it on dating websites and then uh, like when they go to meet up obviously it's a completely different person than you were led to believe tragic in my estimation can be yeah so um, as it relates to this story about the Lakers the, mm-hmm. the Los Angeles forward. Lakers to be specific oh that's what I meant to ask you too if you meant the Los Angeles Lakers so mm-hmm. go ahead thank you yeah <laughs> So there's this girl who's a part of Lakers Twitter. She's a big fan. Um, Sounds like an awful place. Yeah. She's a big God. fan with 15,000 plus followers. I'm looking, I'm just looking at the story on, if anyone's interested in looking this up, it's on uprocks.com. Um, mm. I believe that's U P R O X. No, two X's. Two X's. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Just like most of my adult life. Um, (laughs) so yeah girl with like a a pretty big following on Lakers Twitter and I don't know how you become a fan and just have a huge following but either way it's Lakers Twitter Mm -hmm. Uh, and she had like a couple even famous followers like she had um, Ice Cube's son who's a part of Lakers Twitter that's why he's mentioned in the story and Markeith Morris like one of their backup small forward player yeah sure yeah so the story went viral because somehow um, uh, it was reported that she had gone missing um, like oh, earlier this week. And uh, those guys, Ice Cube's son and Marquis Morris, jumped into the story and kind of got involved because they retweeted the links saying, hey, this girl's missing. Um, she's a part mm-hmm. of the Lakers family. Please, if anyone see her, like try to get the word out and, and help us hopefully find her. So other um, other accounts tweeted a link saying that girl is missing. Obviously, that account didn't tweet a link saying I'm missing. Right. Um, gotcha. It was it was first tweeted out by this guy, Josh Toussaint, Toussaint oh. um, who hosts a Lakers podcast. And he's got a, a good amount of followers, too. Okay. 
So that's where this gets interesting. Um, people are posting like with the prayer hands, like you, you oh, can't boy. be serious. I hope this isn't true. Mm, uh, like, bring, bring Vivian back home. Vivian's her name. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. So I think it was within the same day that it was posted by Josh, the podcast guy. Later on the same day, um, he announced that she had been found. Thank you to everyone for helping out. Um, she's been brought home safely. And I was like, oh, all right. Interesting story. But uh, looks like it's over. And everyone's safe and sound. Mm-hmm. However, things took a very strange turn from there. That's uh, <laughs> that's the verbatim from Uproxx. Oh, boy. After people started looking into the account more, they started to notice some things weren't quite right about photos she had posted. And one person said he had been texting with this Vivian for some time. Then when he tried to FaceTime with her, she refused and he started to think something was fishy. I should also point out that this girl was supposedly an international fan and she just would like post these pictures to Instagram and Twitter and whatever, uh, Mm -hmm. wearing Lakers paraphernalia. And it just looked like photoshopped heads. Half of the girls that were in the pictures, like like one of them looked as much like me as she did a black person, which is she's oh. supposedly black in most of these pictures. And then all well, of a sudden, there's like one per, one picture who was like, that's not only a different girl. That's like an Asian girl. I, gotcha. like very confusing. Yeah, I, I would assume. Um, I would assume that's the case. That's the thing, though. Like it, there's there's Twitter accounts all over the place that are clearly like fake people. Like it's, mm-hmm. a, well, I mean, like it's a picture of like Joel Embiid and it's like a, like, I love the Sixers like account, but you're saying like her account, it was like her name and she would post pictures of herself. Yeah. Being okay. like go Lakers or big game tonight. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so some pictures would be her from the Staples center. Like, uh, Oh, so now it's make it to a game. But if you look at the pictures, Mm-hmm. dude the head doesn't belong on the on the body or it just looks like yeah it looks uh, fake. sure sure so uh things moved quickly from there and at one mm-hmm. point kevin durant hopped on uh, the know, kevin called, durant yeah very uh you know he's involved in anything involved with the internet i heard he has a twitter account yeah sure yeah um he hopped on something called twitter spaces which i've never even heard of uh but uh, it's some sort of like i don't know chatting Ugh. chat room function and he Not goes on there with uh, a co-host of one of his shows who was the guy who had the supposed text relationship with vivian and mm. and so it's a screenshot of a bunch of people in this room and they're just talking about like hold on this isn't real or what's going on here mm-hmm. uh, the thing that tipped many folks off is when they started looking more closely at the very clearly photoshopped images of vivian and mm. recognized that shenanigans were afoot mm. So Dragonfly Jones tweeted a pretty funny picture where it's it's cropped. Um, one picture is this girl that looks, I don't looks some, she looks Asian, and then in another sure. picture uh, that is supposedly like much later, like a couple years later, she actually looks younger in the later pictures. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's not easy to do. Someone looked at her Twitter account. And notice that at some point she had changed her birth date. Wow. From November 8th to uh, February 14th. And then this is where it gets really weird. So then the attention turns turns back to the guy, the podcast host, uh, who he had claimed that he had been in touch with her family and also claimed to have DM'd with the Lakers about the situation. Uh, 
and these are tweets that he's deleted, but people took a, a screenshot of, but he basically, he posted this picture where he was allegedly speaking with the Lakers and they're like, our head of security, Robert is going to reach out to you. And this guy, Josh goes, thank you so much. Sincerely appreciate it. Lakers. Absolutely. Vivian is part of the family. <laughs> he posted this and under it, he put a caption, got some help on the way. Which huh. is hilarious. <laughs> uh, and the weirdest part, this guy had this Vivian girl on his podcast multiple times just because uh-huh. she's a supposed big Lakers. Fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and some people went da- went back and kind of like edited the, the audio and they're uh-huh. like, if you change the pitch or if you lower it as if, you know, as if to say this is just like shit that's been distorted with the original audio looks like it's something that could definitely have been voiced by this guy, AKA. Oh, so he's the catfish. Yeah. So he's the cat. Wow. Interesting. What's his following? Like (laughs) that's the funny part. If he is indeed the catfish, his fake uh, Uh, identity uh. has way more followers than he does. (laughs) Got you. Interesting. Yeah. So if he's the if he's the one who controls Vivian, is he also one who started the rumors about Vivian going missing? Yep. Okay. That I want to make sure that's the case. Because if it wasn't, he must have logged on and been like, "Ah, oh, shit! I didn't prepare for this scenario. <laughs> what happens if this fake person goes missing?" Wow, that's interesting. God, the internet's a weird place. What a weird thing to try to like. I guess. I guess in a weird way, it is clout chasing, but just in a, all right, I'm just going to bring as much attention I, to my show as possible yeah. in this like crazy emergency abduction no. type story. Well, okay. So a couple things though. So it's like, how long has that fake account been up before he, he started the missing persons story? That's a good question that I'm not sure. Cause about. I mean, if that was his end goal, that's, that is weird. You're building up this fake person to eventually have her go missing to cause more sensation. Because outside of that, what's the difference between him making a fake account that follows the Lakers as opposed to just him doing it himself? Outside, the only real difference, I guess, is male versus female. If he thought a woman would have a better chance at growing a following than him. Mm-hmm. If he's like a total dweeb. Also, I think this just weird. We, we should make a fake account to get oh yeah clout um call it i don't know i don't know we'll we'll just make we'll just like take Leahy and make him a fake account on twitter since he's not on twitter anymore sure lion Behe. yeah <laughs> larry blahey x x producer x producer if you're listening yeah. that'll throw uh, people off the scent that will raise my eyebrows that will raise my eyebrows if all of a sudden uh, we post Leahy's job on LinkedIn. Morse code podcast seeking seeking employment. Executive <laughs> producer. Dude, Not there were some funny case. memes that we're came out closely. after this too. Yeah, I know. I really need to follow. The only good ones I saw were like uh, like Aunt Viv memes, like from Fresh Prince, which were which were pretty good. So how did it like get busted? Like, did eventually people just start tweeting like, "Yo, this is a fake account." Eventually, he came out with some sort of conclusion text being like, I can't believe the reaction that I'm getting. Um, you know, you guys are going to have to take this for take my word for it. I would never do that. 
Um, but it, it's sad what this is, what the internet can do sometimes. Basically, like playing the victim. So he hasn't admitted it's a fake account. No, but people um, know it's a fake account. People are pretty confident. People know it's fake. It hasn't been confirmed that it's him, but I mean, all all signs point to him. I got you. So that's the weird part about catfishing, because I I do watch the show Catfish a lot. I really enjoy it. And one of the weirdest parts is like, like none of the parties are fake. Like the person pretending to be the person is a real person, Mm -hmm. as well as the pictures are pictures of a real person. You know what I mean? So it's like that. This person, the Vivian, the pictures of Vivian might not be Vivian, but that's a real person. Oh, yeah. So it's just like the classic catfish, uh, I guess, conundrum of like, did you fall in love? And remember, the show Catfish is more about like romantic relationships. So it's like, okay, did you fall in love with the person you were seeing or the person you thought you were talking to? because they're not the same person so you you know what i mean like obviously you break a lot of trust by admitting hey i i'm not who i said i was but that's not really true like you were who you were you were just uh like physically showing yourself as a different person and that's the most fucked up part about it because yes when you do eventually meet this person most catfish most catfishers choose a more attractive person than they really are in their photos (laughs) Would you be a cat fisherman or a cat fish? That's what I was trying to debate before I said it. So if I'm the cat fit, like who's the catfish? The <laughs> fake, the picture of someone else or the person pretending to be that person? I think a cat fisherman would be someone. A person doing know. the trickery, wouldn't it? Because they're trying to catch like their a fish. This date. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of moving pieces. I don't know, but it is a great story. Are you still yeah. part of the the local fish and game department? Mm. God damn it! Not up until about seven thirty, six and a half hours ago. Mm. Been an afternoon, but no, that that's a good one. But the thing is, it's like. If you're on, if you're a part of NBA Twitter, I assume eighty percent of the accounts I follow are just fake. Like they're they're not not fake in the sense. That's why I asked about like how they portrayed themselves. Like if they, like I go on Twitter and my my name is Dan Morris on Twitter and my, my profile picture is a picture of me. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I picture, post a lot of pictures on Twitter, but there's I'll, I'll pull it up right now. Like I guarantee if I refresh my feed, it's gonna be like some kid, like. Uh, it's gonna be like at fucking ben simmons stan account 48 i know i'm not talking to ben simmons when i uh let me find one yeah at dikembe mutombo's left testicle four i follow at icy metcalf and his profile picture is dk metcalf and he posts a lot he or she posts a lot about the seattle seahawks i know i'm not talking to dk metcalf when i interact with this account it's probably some 23-year-old kid. I'm not sure what he looks like. Uh, I don't know anything about him, but he posts some funny stuff. That's that's not catfishing. Like That's just someone who has an account, an NBA Twitter account or an NFL Twitter account, whatever. 
catfish is like you're taking on a personality of another person. But the most bizarre, do you watch Catfish, the MTV show? Have you seen it? I've seen it. it it's, it's, I think it's really good. But the saddest part is, at least to me, majority of the, majority of the time when they, they uh, you know, meet up with the person at the end and they have a, you know, come to God moment, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I know, blah, blah, blah. Typically, they're not, they're not just catfishing that one person. Typically, they're like, yeah, like I have a lot of relationships online with people. And typically, in a wide net. Seriously. And typically, it's like a five, like a three or four, five year buildup to the moment when they meet them. So, a couple things here. So, A, as far as the fake person pretending to be someone, like you're dedicating your life to being a fake person mm-hmm. and like being in, like they text all day, they call all day like normal couples do, but that's not who you're, you're, you basically sac not sacrifice, but you've dedicated your life to be a fake person with potentially more than one people. That's bonkers. Like that's, that's kind of sad actually. Mm-hmm. And then the other end of the spectrum is the other person. And it's like, if you watch the show, they're all the same, just like, a, just like you described it. Like, yeah, like I really love this person. We talk about getting married all the time. Uh, we've been together for three years. Um, but no, every time I ask to like FaceTime, you know, she says her camera's broken or like can't do it. And uh, now nah, we've never spoken on the phone. You know, she just said she prefers the text. And now nah, we've never met up in real life. Like, you know, she said she's bought plane tickets and we've come close. But then, you know, her grandmother went to the hospital or something came up. She always like, makes okay. these weird fish puns that yeah. I don't understand. At that point, like you're an idiot. Um, like Big the writing's idiot. on the wall, especially now since catfishing is a, is a there's a television program going on, probably it's 10th season. Yeah. That literally is the play-by-play of how this works. It's That's a recognized thing. You should be aware that this Big is- Big time. I don't know how the show is still on the air. Like they're still, this is like a like recession-proof television program. There's still going to be dudes out there who get duped into believing this. Oh, I didn't and know that this was still going. Up until, I know they did ones on, they did a season where everything was done like via Skype and Zoom. So that was pandemic 2020 which is even weirder. And I'll say this, like me and Ari watched it. If you watch those episodes, it sounds stupid. Like they don't meet up in person. It's meet up in zoom. It's honestly so much better because it'll be like Neve. Who's the host. Uh, he usually has a co-host and like the, the, the person who needs help finding their catfish. And then it'll show Neve like, all right, like I'm going to text her the zoom link. And then it'll be like, get, you know, this, cause you handle our zoom calls. It'll be like, guest has entered like the waiting room and then you're just waiting suspensefully for him to like click accept for this catfish to like pop up on the screen <laughs> and you see who it is it's incredible it actually got me through a lot of dark times in 2020 so shout out catfish That's i gotta say this sounds that. this sounds pretty sad but are, are there any good moments from this show mm-hmm. there are moments where there it's oh not absolutely catfish, right i would i would say more often than not it's you know it's not who they think they are and like they say like hey like like go fuck yourself like leave me alone but yeah some well sometimes it is the real person okay and that's that's the part that i think people cling on to sometimes they meet the real person and they show them their phone and they're like hey my camera's broken (laughs) or like you know what i mean like hey like i told you like i'm sorry um watch your fingers you're gonna pick yourself on the glass but but also sometimes it's and this is pretty rare, but there's been a few. It is a different, completely different person. And they're like, you know what? Like, I can look beyond the fact that you're not who you presented yourself are via pictures, but I'd still like to continue this relationship. 
which is crazy because it's like that's not off to a good start um i this... think it gets really interesting when it's a different gender like when it's a dude talking oh, a boy. heterosexual dude talking to what he think is like an attractive woman to find out it's like another unattractive dude <laughs> at that point it's like well i i i don't see this going anywhere i'm gonna have to fight you that's how this episode I ends want to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so uh well not for nothing that's kind of the vivian one it's a guy pretending to be a girl dude which is so weird and here's the other weird part about the show catfish sometimes like they do talk on the phone and a lot of times it's like fam, like the fake person will have like their cousin or their sister or something or their roommate, like pretend to be the, you know, the person and talk to him on the phone. And that's where it's like, and again, this happens for years and every day, all day. Like when you're in a relationship, especially when you first start dating someone, you talk to that person pretty much all day, every day, you text, you call, whatever. That's just such a sad way to like, like there's so many other things you get. And again, that's how most episodes end. They'll sit down on the couch and be like, you know, is this really how you want to live your life? And shouldn't you be out there being yourself and this, and I get it. Like, you know, if you're not comfortable with who you are, trust me, a lot of people go through that. I don't think the first resort should just be like, fuck it. I'll just pretend to be someone else for the rest of my life. Yeah. Cause you know, like part of people. it, part of it is the mentality of them kind of getting off of uh almost Big like an time. adrenaline rush 100 percent, and they all say that role. yeah it's weird it's, ve- it's very strange one of the uh <laughs> there's two good tweets i want to bring up so there's there's one that has a screenshot of conversation between vivian and josh is them just going back and forth on twitter which mm-hmm. now is just so uncomfortable to read knowing that this is likely just josh logging into each account and responding to himself sure so for first tweet is from her uh, NBA Sunday NBA Sundays are better than NFL or MLB Sundays in my opinion. Don't at me. Mm. LOL. Josh, your hate <clears throat> excuse me. Josh, your hate for football. Dot dot dot. Shake my head. Vivian. Ooh. LOL for any other sport. <laughs> Josh, shaking my fucking head. <laughs> Vivian, talk to the hand. LOL. And then wow. the picture <laughs> the picture next to it is mm. Pierce holding two cell phones that famous. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. That's that. That's a great example. That's a weird way to spend an afternoon. Yes. Arguing with your, your fake Twitter. Account. <laughs> a really nice angle would be like, if they started like flirting and like hooked up like, fell in love. or, or if they like, started some drama, yeah like a yeah. like a i can't i can't fucking believe uh he left me and then someone comments underneath like who or what are you talking about and she right. even comes back like like josh's bitch ass look look at what he said to me the other day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like comments at josh well at least my mom's on a fat cow <laughs> back and forth. oh yeah well at least i didn't fail fucking middle school english Oh, yeah? Well, your dad's a f- loser. <laughs> like, and that's how crazy it gets. Like, you just get so wrapped up in this world. And that's the thing about I've always thought about catfish. So once you're at like two years, 
which is an incredibly long time, once you're at like six months, whatever, you must be so like pot committed. Like you just have to keep going. Cause I don't know how that, else you get out of it. Besides you just, just completely them ignore them, delete the account. Yeah. Or just one day be like, Hey, by the way, uh, this is long overdue, but I'm not a real person. <laughs> and uh, we're probably never going to meet up. And, and that's the other kind of fucked up part about catfish. A lot of times it'll be like, they'll bond because the fake person will be like, um, like, Hey, sorry, I've been a little distant lately. Like my dad died or like, uh, I just got out of like rehab or something like something like serious like that, where, which I understandably the other party's like, Oh, Oh yeah. Sorry to hear that. Like now I guess I can't break up with you. <laughs> and then it, the cycle just starts over again. It It's really a, dark part of the internet i did um, forget but it's there, entertaining there's, there's one part that i got wrong so he actually mm. one of his concluding um tweets and he's still active but i think this is one of the final things he said um he admits that that there was a fake person involved but obviously he doesn't admit to it being him he just acts like he got tricked so he goes oh still having a still haven't gotten a goddamn explanation <laughs> thought i trusted someone and learned my lesson tried to help a friend i thought was in peril i was duped like y'all and feel bad i was a pawn such garbage logging off for a while stay safe out there you never know with the peace sign yeah, and then yeah. the picture next to this one mm-hmm. i don't know if you've ever seen this but it's the newscaster who's sitting next to a, a, a crime sketch of like a suspect mm-hmm. and the sketch looks just like the guy this sounds stupid. This sounds like he's just burying himself. Kind of. Like he's leading hints that like, yeah, I'm the same person. <laughs> Very strange. But that's exactly what I mean. They play like a victim's mentality to, I think, make a case for like the other side that like they can't like give you shit for it because they feel bad. I don't know. Interesting story. Some um, would say that I catfished Michael Cooper many episodes ago. How so? Well, he thought I was going to be a girl. <laughs> True. That was like a, an accidental catfish. And uh, no explanation. No. no explanation, but shout out to Joey Sturbridge for any li- anyone listening who understands that reference. Yep. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> uh, that is not catfishing, though. Similar vibe. Shout out Maria Andrews, too. Oh, yeah. Big follower of the program. Yeah. Great follow on Facebook. Uh, one of the most gorgeous girls smoking, I've ever seen. Smoking hot. Yeah. Yeah. A stir bridge is still kicking around. I haven't talked to that guy in a minute. We should get him on the show. We should. I have Some a feeling he would just show up on the show, but I don't, I don't, I don't think he recorded that one or released it. <laughs> Rumor has it. I, you know what? This close to 420, he might be out of commission for a minute. Oh, yeah. Big boy, time. Oh boy. He drank himself under the table and then under several more tables. He drank a pound himself. of weed the other day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funneled a pound of weed. Oh, uh, what else we got? That's the great thing about, I think, this show. Majority of our audience are just Twitter degenerates like us. So we really rarely have to like put together an agenda. I can just refresh Twitter and then that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> that's a great one. Um did you see, I don't want to talk about this too long, but I saw our friend Hurricane was talking about something about waterbeds. Do you remember waterbeds? 
I do. That's such an old memory, but I do. It really is. And like, they literally just vanished with no explanation. Like when did waterbeds, I assume they, they don't still make waterbeds, do they? I don't think so. The last person that I know is someone that you know who had one. And I wonder if you can guess. My it's someone from Nashville. Waterbed, if you're making a joke. No, no. It, so this I've, is the I've last genuinely have, I have no idea. Okay. Matt Reed. <laughs> oh, God. Like he slept in a waterbed? He had one. Um, <laughs> I don't think I ever, I don't remember oh, seeing it awesome. myself. But yeah. I know that like in my like time. Like when he in lived area, at his mom's house, he had a waterbed? I think he did. That is so fitting. Um, <laughs> hey, that is so fitting. <laughs> it's so fitting. <laughs> for uh, for a number of reasons. I wonder if he listens to the show. That'd be interesting. So Matt, you little bitch. Clip. I can't imagine. I remember a good friend of mine had a waterbed. I think his whole family had water. They're very aquatic family. They all had water beds. <laughs> they get but, a good deal. But bro, we were, yeah, we were like probably fourth, fifth or sixth grade. It's like right when you were old enough to get your own, uh, I assume you had your own room, but like a bigger than like a twin size bed. So like yeah. maybe like sixth or seventh grade. I don't know. I had a twin size bed for a while. I'm pretty sure. But I'm pretty sure his first like real bed was a water bed. And it was a friend of mine who I used, we used to have like sleepovers and I remember he like showed it to me one night and I was like, bro, that's sick. But like, I'm, I, I can't really benefit from we're not sleeping in the same bed, but like go off King, like good for you. <laughs> like what do you want me to do? Water beds are a weird flex. I feel like they were like a flex. Like oh, that definitely. was like the height of luxury at a certain time, <laughs> like sleeping in a, basically sleeping on like an inflatable like a pool toy yeah like when i go to bed at night i i don't think i would be better off if my mattress was filled with water no that seems incredibly impractical yeah you need especially sleeping with a partner yeah you need something to like stabilize you i don't think water does that very well i feel like if i'm no scientist like if you and your significant other were sleeping on a water bed that's way too much like every time you move, like way too much movement throughout the night. How yeah. do you settle into a water bed? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what's a, I mean, it's, it's no You're, different I'm from just, an... like, floating on a, like a bag filled with water. You're basically sleeping on a big water balloon. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're sleeping on the uh, like a bagged goldfish that you just brought home from the pet store. <laughs> it's cliche like bags of goldfish you get at the circus yeah. pretty much what i picture i kind of like if i just google like uh hold on let me well, buy I was thinking of this waterbed water it's, it's bed not shape. much different from like a uh an underinflated air mattress with how much like the air gets pushed all over the place if, like if you're on one corner right then, yeah right so I typed in waterbeds for sale. I get hit with a couple, you know, Google ads. I get hit with Walmart's location. That's not great. You get and hit then, with a frequently visited website. Yeah. The first thing under people also ask, are waterbeds still sold? Do they make waterbeds in 2020? Great question here. Are waterbeds good for your back? I'm going to assume the answer is no before I even expand it. <laughs> 
Uh, a water, a modern waterbed is just as supportive as a traditional coil spring mattress. Bullshit. In the heat of the water, may help keep your back more limber. That's another thing. Are are people sleeping in hot water, boiling water beds? I think. Hmm. If I was to do it, I'd want oh, like yeah. room temperature, like lukewarm water. Yeah. Good call. I'm not I was about to a, say I'd like it boiling, but never mind. No, I don't want to get on a a bed of hot water or cold water actually i think cold water would be more like uh therapeutic like yeah. relaxing either way i d- like what happens like if i roll to my side i assume my elbow would just dip down to hit the base and then i would just have two big bubbles on like, the side <laughs> of me i re- we really need to get a, a waterbed salesman on here to talk through this i don't know the legit i haven't th- i Again, I haven't thought about the logistics of a waterbed, honest to God, maybe in 20 years, maybe since the year 2000. I can't picture how a waterbed is constructed in terms of like, is there any cushioning? Is there any like... Remember, like it's obviously a, I think the initial is like a plastic, literally a bag filled with water. Then you put a sheet on it. And then a blanket. It's just too much movement for me. I don't know. I, I don't I don't see myself buying one. If Carter ever wants a waterbed, like I'd consider it, but a water yeah. crib. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, think it's one of those things weird. that's like sounds like a good idea. And then it sounds like it it sounds like it's comfortable at first. Then you mix it in with marketing it as something kind of bougie. People are gonna buy it. But I, I, I don't think there's anyone on earth that would, you know, if you interviewed them a year after purchasing their waterbed, that they were like, this was a good decision. I'm glad I did this. I'm glad I made the switch from this is such a cotton to thing. water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these pictures are really weird. I'm just trying to yeah, get I need, like a- I need a waterbed documentary ASAP. <laughs> Do they make waterbeds in 2020? Yes. It turns out there are still some sleep manufacturers producing and selling waterbeds. They're not nearly as popular or common as they were in their heyday, but they've still got a presence. What What do they mean they're not nearly as common? I don't know, but this, this throws me for a loop. This is the picture of the article written only less than a year ago. This is not, this is just a picture of a woman sleeping on a mattress out in the middle of the lake. (laughs) It's not a waterbed. (laughs) I don't know. That's very literally a water bed. That is a water bed. Great article. <laughs> hey world, we've got a question. Do they still make water beds? What happened to the seemingly ingenious sleep aid? The mattress designed to help sleepers drift away to the rhythmic movements of water every night. Did they just disappear? Water beds have always been fascinating, especially for those of us who came after their prime and have always wondered why their immense popularity didn't last. Were the potential negative consequences of a leak just too dire to bear anymore? Was the sleep not as restful as advertised? (laughs) And maybe, and most importantly, how exactly are they made? I'm going to deep dive this article later tonight. I have an idea. Water beds were a thing. Go ahead. I have a really quick idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to call Matt live Mm -hmm. on the air. Let's try it. But don't say anything because I'm not going to if he knows that we're recording, he's not going to answer this. Go ahead. 
All right. I'm just going to ask him, did he have one and what were the benefits? Yeah, we're not going to hit on any sports tonight. So if you want to, uh, <laughs> if you want to dip out, go ahead. Last 10 minutes are going to be interview with a waterbed connoisseur. <laughs> I, I just hope I'm right, but here we go. You can hear that, right? Sure can. Hey, this is Matt. Please leave a message. Thank you. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, Matt, it's uh, Sophie Priyup. I just wondering, really random question. Did you have a waterbed and what were the benefits? Um, let me know when you get this. Call me back. All right. Well, we have to wait do? for the answer. Uh, I'm not waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, shout out Hurricane for... Uh, maybe inadvertently putting this one on the books, but that's interesting. Yeah. That's a great callback. That is a great callback. Um, let's do this. We're coming up on time. Talked about catfish, talked about waterbeds. Celtics are on right now. Uh, they're playing the Suns, who are a good team. I assume Devin Booker has 35 points at this point, probably maybe early second quarter. Mm. Marcus smarts, probably 0 for six from three. And uh, do, 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 do. Chris Paul's definitely gotten under tonight. someone's nerves. Chris Paul's gotten under someone's nerves, and in between TV timeouts, he's he's hinting at the refs that just keep an eye on Tatum. He's taking one too many steps for my liking. <laughs> yeah, just, just keep an eye on it. As an impartial um, uh, participant of this game, I'm a pretty well-known name in the old NBA players organization, so. Hey, if this is not a threat, but if you want to keep getting those paychecks, just keep an eye on Tatum's left foot. <laughs> right? All right, let's have some fun. I gotta freaking retire. Yeah, you see uh, my commercials. <laughs> those are good commercials. Drake from State Farm. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually one of my favorites. I'm I'm actually surprised they didn't think of that sooner. Drake from State Farm is cool. Stand-ins don't get lines. No. I like Drake. I I'd I'd like to see. Excuse me. Drake was an actor before he was a rapper. I'd like to see Drake go back to being an actor. <laughs> I'd love to see Drake in like a major role. Like uh I'd like to see Drake as like the 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 uh main star in like a random sequel. Like uh The Conjuring. No, not a horror movie. Oh, I could see see him being a ghost. I'd like to see Drake star in like Maybe Rush Hour 5 mm. or what's another movie? Daddy Daycare 2 or uh, yeah, Legally Blonde 3, something like, <laughs> like that. Just like one of those sequels that you know clearly has like no affiliation with the, with the prior, um, but somehow they just got the rights to film one. Like the Home Alone sequels pretty much after like Home Alone 2. Oh, God. Something like that. But uh, I think what makes Drake cool to me 
is the thing that a lot of people don't like which is the fact that like when he raps about being hard or gangster or whatever Mm -hmm. all you have to do is google aubrey graham and see the pictures of him as a fucking yeah it's like dude that's not no one talks about that he beat he beat paralysis (laughs) and like no one gives him any credit for that paralysis previously undefeated and still undefeated since yeah, what? Yeah, just one one small blemish on paralysis's record. John paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, but yeah, I, I, I think I, it's hilarious. I think that's I like that side of Drake. Like me too. The side of Drake where it's like he does, and it, I think it's. I don't know. Like I don't. I don't see Drake as like a 50-50, Like uh, like R and B that side of Drake, and then like gangster rap Drake. Right. I see Drake. Drake's the epitome of like a guy who just has a lot. The way Drake acts basically is like an embodiment of like a lot of his friends. Like he hangs around like Young Money and like Rick Ross and guys like that. And it's like he wants to put on like that's who he is. But the best part is like we know it's we (laughs) we know it's not. (laughs) So it's like I think honestly to your point, I think that's what makes it kind of cool. Yeah, he's like he's not a nerd or anything. Um, Like you'd probably kick my ass. But it's like, you know what I mean? He's just like that tag along where it's like, if he's on a song with like Rick Ross, Wayne, Jadakiss, 50, whatever, you know what I mean? Someone who actually has a history. It's like, all right, Drake, cool. But nah, I don't know. That wasn't <laughs> you. That wasn't you, bro. <laughs> that wasn't you. But uh, you're still cool in my book. And I do think he's like a cool guy. Because he can play, because he he has the opportunity to play both sides of the fence. Yeah, like Rick Ross isn't doing a, a Rick from State Farm commercial anytime soon. No. Drake can, you know what I mean? And know what's hilarious is like Fifty Cent has weirdly gone in that direction too. Like I see it all the time. He'll do ads for like like these really like corny ads, like on like Facebook targeted ads and stuff. Um, but then he'll post. I think he's still making music up to like within the last five years. He'll drop like a random mixtape, which is awful. But uh, it's like his like 50 cent persona from like 2004. Really weird guy. A a lot of rappers like that. Once you get to a certain age, it's like, you know, you can't really pull off what you could like years ago. Um, But you still get that itch. You still want to sometimes. Strange career arc for 50 cent. Very strange career. You could argue, like I'll always argue, fifties peak as right there with anyone, mm-hmm. like two thousand four to like. I think the clear line in the sand was the Curtis versus graduation, <laughs> public, <laughs> self self inflicted uh, like public <laughs> competition. I remember what that was like. Oh, se- that was like sophomore year, yeah. right? Like oh seven oh eight. Oh, I remember watching that on like TRL or whenever it was just like, this is going to be a bloodbath. (laughs) Yeah. Remember when they showed up to the VMAs and they just stood face to face? I sure do. And I think I want to say the actual like record sold at least first week or so. We're pretty close because like 50 could always he's always going to sell records like during Mm -hmm. that time. But now when you look back, like I, I, I. I, I would venture graduation's a better album than Curtis, <laughs> but what do I know? Cause Cur- I remember Curtis came, that was such a great time in music. Like they came out the gates hot. Like I think what was the first single off graduation? I don't think it was stronger. I think 
can't tell me nothing came out first. Can't tell me nothing. Like leak first, right? Yep. And I don't think I Get Money was the first one on Curtis. I think there was another one on that album. That I'm not sure about, and that shows you. <laughs> I, I know what it I know what it was. It was um God, this song sucked, but it was actually not bad. Uh la- uh laughing to the bank or like straight to the oh. bank or whatever it was came out, which was <laughs> fine. <laughs> but then stronger came out. <laughs> yeah. Stronger came out and was like, all right, obviously game over. But then I get money came out. And I was like, uh, maybe we're leaning a little more towards old Curtis. And yep. then the full albums came out. And it's like, oh, okay, now I see the difference. <laughs> I see where this is going. I, I, I would venture which one is probably going to win more Grammys. Um, yeah, but Graduation anyway. not only had like more hits, but it, but it had even the ones that weren't necessarily mainstream hits, you could perceive as classics now, many years later. Certainly. Curtis, Curtis I don't remember. Dad songs. Yeah. No, Curtis, that album blows. The really one song stupid. that I remember was Curtis 187. That's Curtis a dope song. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I get the thing is like I get money is an all time. Oh, uh, that's a great song. You know what I mean? But uh yeah, that was tough. That was a tough look. Anyway, uh I'm just trying to think out loud how we want to name this one. So we had a little Broadway, a Los Angeles catfish, and then uh Waterbeds. Swimming in the deep end. <laughs> what happened to Waterbeds? <laughs> All right. Uh what do we got? What do we got? Good stuff next week. Potentially some interesting stuff next week in the works. And uh, with that being said, we'll see you guys next time. Anything else on your end, Soap? No, we are good. See you guys next time. Peace. Peace.